What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Fred Upton was among those to watch the first in a series of primetime televised hearings into the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot on Thursday. He was in Washington the day an angry mob stormed the U.S. Senate as it tried to certify the election result. Upton told us after watching the hearing, the central problem is some people don't believe that Donald Trump lost the election. He did lose. The voters made a decision. They, they didn't come back with evidence. They said last night some 60 different court battles, and they've lost all 60 of them. There's not the evidence there, but yes, a good number of folks still believe the election was stolen. Upton says there will be those who refuse to accept the result, but he believes the hearings will make a difference. Some will say that it's false. Uh, They won't watch it. They won't see the evidence. But at the end of the day, when this is over, I mean, we'll see again where it goes. I don't know what the scene, what they're going to present either last night or in the the days ahead, but it's going to have an impact. Upton says he knows some of the Capitol Police officers who were able to slow down the mob long enough for members of Congress to escape. He was asked by the press if he would join the select committee investigating the riot, but says he simply didn't want to. More hearings will be held June 13th, 15th, 16th, 21st, and 23rd. A new study from the Reason Foundation and the Michigan-based Mackinac Center has found mileage-based user fees rather than a tax on gasoline would provide an outline for how to rethink road funding in light of diminishing returns from fuel taxes. The recent foundation's Baruch Feigenbaum says this model should be tried as a pilot in Michigan. Basically, what we found and what we try to convey is that all light duty vehicles, non-tractor trailers, so to speak, do about the same amount of damage, wear and tear on the road. So there's really no difference between an electric vehicle and a combustion engine powered vehicle. However, Feigenbaum says drivers of electric vehicles aren't helping to pay for the roads they're using. If they paid a fee based on miles driven, there could be some fairness. Feigenbaum notes there's a misconception that rural drivers would pay more than urban drivers with a user fee. The rural folks have tended to pay less than they have in gas taxes, and that is because they tend to drive trucks, more fuel-inefficient vehicles. And so they actually tended to be the biggest winners. Feigenbaum says there's federal money available to do a pilot program in Michigan. However, he thinks it'll still be at least 10 years before a user fee model is fully implemented. The Berrien County Historical Association has reported some thefts from its museum in Berrien Springs. The group says it contacted police this week when two items were stolen from its Against the Grain exhibit. The artifacts were removed by persons unknown in the late morning or early afternoon of June 9th. They're a hand-carved bowl and spoon set donated by late artist Rudy Lindquist in the 1970s. We have a picture of them at our website. The Historical Association says the items are labeled with accession numbers that we also have at our site. The bull would have Rudy carved into the bottom of it, but the spoon likely would not. The association says the items are one of a kind and truly irreplaceable. Anyone with information on their location or how they were taken is asked to contact the Berrien Springs or Noco Township Police Department. Farmers markets are opening throughout Michigan this weekend. Haley Lamb with the Michigan Farmers Market Association says there are about 275 of them in Michigan with a variety of items. And now you'll find things like strawberries and asparagus. 
some of the most interesting things I've seen. I feel like I find something new every new market I go to. Mush, grow your own edible mushroom kits is something that I've seen. Really interesting and unique plant starts to grow at home. Um, I know one of my favorite finds last year was um, coffee jam. Lamb says with inflation, you might be able to save a little money at a farmer's market on items in season, but she says many do accept food assistance benefits as well. Two people were to be arraigned today for the August 2021 murder of a 28-year-old Tevin Hunter of South Haven. Hunter was found shot in the 73,000 block of 34th Avenue in Covert Township just ever after 1 a.m. He'd been shot several times and was pronounced dead at a hospital. Hunter had been attending a function at the Van Buren United Civic Organization. The names of the suspects have not been released. Saying that no officer is above the law, Grand Rapids Police Chief Eric Winstrom says Officer Christopher Schur will not stay on the department's payroll after the April 4th shooting death of pa- Patrick Leoya. This is going to be a difficult time for the police department. Uh, we'll get through it. He says that Schur is charged with second-degree murder and could face life in prison with the possibility of parole if convicted. Leoya was shot in the back of the head while the officer was on top of him after a traffic stop. There's a new ownership team at Sensational Spas in Stevensville. The management team that's been in charge of the business for the past 15 years or so has bought the store, allowing for a smooth transition and no disruption in business. Troy Weber, Travis Hall, and Jeff Wagner have been with Sensational Spas for 26 years, 17 years, and 19 years, respectively. They handle the sales, logistics, and service for the business. The three thought to buy the store when its former owner moved on. Weber tells us the sale was final on Thursday, and the team was able to continue with business as usual, keeping all the employees and serving customers the same as before. Sensational Spas started in 1989, and Weber says support from customers as the sale was completed has been strong. The new ownership team says it looks forward to many more years to come. And the Berrien County Road Department's advising drivers of an upcoming road closure near Niles. It says crews will be working on state line roads starting Monday and continuing through next Friday. Crews will be doing utility work. State line road will be closed through to through traffic between M51 and Hollyhock Road during that time. The detour is into Indiana and takes Hollyhock Road to Auton Road to M51. The work is weather dependent and the road is slated to reopen if possible on s- next Saturday morning. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. When visiting the Port of Los Angeles today, President Biden addressed rising concerns about inflation. A new consumer price index report released this morning showed inflation up a whopping 8.6% from this time last year. That's the largest increase since 1981 and larger than expected. ABC's Karen Travers is more. President Biden again saying inflation is a top priority for his administration and that he understands it's a real challenge for American families. I understand Americans are anxious and they're anxious for good reason. I was raised in a household when the price of gasoline rose precipitously. It was the discussion at the table. It made a difference. When food prices went up. The president saying gas and food prices, which he blames on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, account for half of monthly price increases. But outside of that, inflation, he says, is moderating. Not enough, he says, but coming down. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Inflation keeps getting the better of the U.S. economy and of President Biden's administration. It's a problem that's eluded Biden's policy tweaks, deals brokered with the private sector, infrastructure spending and regulatory actions. He's vowing to keep fighting in a speech in Los Angeles. 
The port moved to round-the-clock operations last October with an agreement the White House helped to shepherd. The Democratic president's speech today overlapped with the release of that Consumer Price Index report for May. The rate of new COVID infections has slowed in parts of the U.S., as CDC numbers show, and hospitalizations seem to have leveled off as well. But most of the recent COVID surge still has left tens of thousands of people in the hospital. ABC's Dave Packer has more. While COVID-19 infections have slowed in the Northeast U.S. and the number of patients in the hospital has plateaued, the CDC is reporting that infections are surging in other parts of the country. Dr. Aileen Marty of Florida International University says two new Omicron subvariants are driving their numbers up. They are much more transmissible and, um, and, and infectious in individuals than all the previous strains that we've seen. For the first time since early March, there are more than 30,000 virus-positive Americans receiving hospital care. Dave Packer, ABC News. Donald Trump was told over and over again there was no voting fraud that could have tipped the 2020 presidential election. But in the eight weeks after losing to Joe Biden, the defeated president relentlessly pushed false claims of a rigged 2020 election. When that failed, he called the mob to the Capitol on January 6th. A House panel investigating the attack is expected to flesh out Trump's scheme to overturn Biden's victory when its hearings resume on Monday. Biden called the attack one of the, quote, darkest chapters in our nation's history. With last night's House Select Committee hearing on the sixth attack grabbing the attention of Americans nationwide, Deborah Perlstein, a constitutional law professor at the Cardozo School of Law, told ABC News these committee members are not just looking into the Justice Department to pay attention to their findings on the riot, but to their colleagues as well. By making out this case that the conspiracy here was multi-pronged, that there was There were efforts to overturn the election, not only at the federal level through the vice president uh, and through Congress, but also at the state level, through legislatures, through election administrators, and through a broad and still ongoing disinformation campaign that resulted in the violence. I think the committee is trying to urge its colleagues in Congress to act. That's Cardozo School of Law Professor Deborah Perlstein. A judge has set bond at $100,000 for a Michigan police officer charged with second-degree murder in the shooting death of Patrick Leoya. The judge today also entered a not-guilty plea on behalf of Christopher Schur. Leoya was on the ground when Schur was shot the 26-year-old refugee from Congo in the back of the head following a traffic stop April 4th. Schur had demanded the black man let go of the white officer's taser. Schur's attorneys say that Leoya's death was not a crime because the officer was defending himself. The Biden administration is trying to strengthen ties with the Palestinians ahead of a possible visit by the president to the Middle East. A U.S.-backed peace summit was attempted, a move to that would bolster the support of Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas, but that effort was rejected by Israel. Washington also plans to appoint a Palestinian envoy to the region, but Palestinians have been less than enthusiastic because of a key pledge the White House has not fulfilled. More from ABC's Jordana Miller in Jerusalem. The Biden administration reopening the separate diplomatic channel between Ramallah and Washington that was closed under former President Donald Trump. Palestinian officials can now again communicate directly with the State Department instead of having to go through the U.S. ambassador to Israel. But Palestinian leaders are dismissing the renamed U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs, which is located in inside the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. Their angry President Biden has not made good on his promise to reopen the U.S. consulate in Jerusalem, what was the de facto Palestinian embassy. Israel opposes that reopening. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. 
Nine NATO nations on the alliance's eastern flank have held talks in Romania ahead of a key NATO summit later this month. Some of those leaders were urging NATO to step up protections for them in light of Russia's protracted war against Ukraine. Friday's summit in Bucharest provided a platform for NATO's eastern members to discuss regional security issues and a Ford's united voice within the 30-member alliance ahead of a key NATO summit later this month. Poland's president said today, quote, we are also counting on an increase of U.S. presence in our part of Europe and that he wants the number of NATO troops in each eastern flank country to be increased. And there's a problem for sriracha lovers. It has been confirmed there's a major shortage of the hot sauce due to extreme weather. Morph maybe sees Alex Stone. Like the toilet paper hoarding early in the pandemic, now there's a run on the main brand of sriracha sauce. Fans, including this one right here, are panicking over not being able to find that bottle with a rooster on it. Hoi Fong Foods here in Southern California confirms to ABC News severe weather has caused a major shortage of chilies. Good peppers are hard to find. The company is not accepting new orders, and those already placed will be delayed. They lack inventory to meet demand. Hoifong Food says it is hoping for a fruitful fall pepper season, but right now it's telling suppliers not to promise any product to customers. Alex Stone, EBC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.